Welcome back to Down Home Fear. This is episode 33. My name is Hunter Keegan. I've got a couple of weird stories for you today. One of them involves an aspiring musician, the other involves an evil witch. Neither of them are particularly cheerful, but they're both very interesting. Down Home Fear started in 2016 and has been intermittently active ever since, now covering three seasons of material. I will keep releasing new content as I come across new interesting stories. Music. You've heard of it, right? It can unite, it can inspire, but it can also divide. One of the most notorious genres of music is heavy metal, sometimes called the devil's music in some circles. Heavy metal is known for its loud, aggressive style and often subversive lyrical content. Black metal is a subgenre of heavy metal that is particularly extreme. It sounds a little something like this. Black metal is especially abrasive, chaotic, and dark. Who could create such intense and hostile music? While many metal musicians live normal and respectable lives offstage, others occasionally take things too far. Like, way too far. Back in the 1990s, the black metal scene way over in Europe, specifically Norway, became infamous for featuring musicians who were involved with violent criminal activity, such as arson and even murder. And in the spring of 2019, a young man from Louisiana tried to follow suit and create his own dark reputation. The year was 2019. Holden Matthews was 21 years old and living in St. Landry Parish, Louisiana. He had started a new black metal band called Vodka Vultures. Before he even released any music with this band, he was already trying to think of ways to increase his notoriety, his street cred, if you will. So he burnt down three churches in his own community. How exactly one makes the logical leap between I should start a band and I should burn down churches is hard to say, but somehow Matthews made it happen. During the course of about a week and a half, from March 26th through April 4th, 2019, Matthews burnt down three churches in St. Landry Parish. Remember that instead of counties, the state of Louisiana is divided into areas technically known as parishes. So instead of St. Landry County, they call it St. Landry Parish. But the terms county and parish are essentially equivalent. It's located in central Louisiana and has a population of about 85,000. It's often described as being the heart of Louisiana's Cajun and Creole cultures. African Americans constitute about 40% of the population. It's an impoverished area with the median household income sitting around $23,000 per year. For reference, the U.S. poverty line for a family of three is $21,720 per year. The area is flat with dense vegetation and sits between a number of different state parks and wildlife refuges. 
Holden Matthews is a St. Landry local, and he envisioned a world wherein his own music became as notorious as the works of his depraved, violent black metal heroes from the 90s. He sought to terrorize his community in order to build a cult following and, I guess, be seen as a really cool guy in the underground metal scene. In his own words, he wanted people to be scared. He selected three Baptist churches in St. Landry Parish to burn down. Now, we'll get into this in more detail in just a little bit, but he selected Baptist churches because they were primarily built of wood and would be easier to burn. However, when the crimes initially happened, there was suspicion that they were actually hate crimes against the African American community. What he would do is he would arrive to the churches in the middle of the night and use gasoline-soaked rags to light the structures on fire. Then he'd hang around and take photos of the burning churches so that he could show them off to his friends and even use them as part of an album cover for vodka vultures. Eager to increase his black metal street cred, Matthews posted on social media, boasting about his exploits, even superimposing photos of himself over photos he had taken of the burnt-down churches. Matthews also posted song lyrics which were inspired by watching the churches as they burned. Here are two examples. This is a quote from one of his songs. He says, I've felt church's wrath, none of Christ's love, as rain pours down and God laughs up above. Burned at the stake, rain extinguished the flame, but after my corpse has been charred and maimed. So, um, yeah, great stuff. Uh, great, great lyricism there. And here's another one. This one goes, Starry night, moon is bright. Soon the skies will fill with smoke. Fire spews from the pews. <laughs> Law enforcement was quick to catch on to Matthews' self-incriminating photos on Facebook and other social media. Later, it was found out that a receipt discovered in Holden Matthews' truck matched the gas can and other items found at the scenes of the smoldering churches. Despite the ridiculous, almost comedic premise that inspired the arsons, the photos of the churches that Holden managed to hit before he was caught are sobering. One of the churches, Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, was reduced to barely more than a charred skeletal foundation. These were not small fires or attempts at a foolish prank. They were dangerous acts of hate and selfishness that caused millions of dollars in property damage and easily could have harmed people. Luckily, no one was physically injured by these fires, but the harm caused to the St. Landry Parish community is easily visible. Making matters even more serious, each of the churches that Matthews burned were historically African-American Baptist churches. Although these days it's known that Matthews was not racially motivated in his act, when the arsons first occurred, the public thought the churches may have been targeted by white supremacists. So this caused a lot of fear in the community. It wasn't Again, it wasn't some sort of harmless prank. It's not like this guy was misguided or anything. He was very intentionally trying to incite panic in his own community, so that's pretty terrible. At the very least, Holden Matthews was seeking to intimidate religious communities by targeting churches, which is still, of course, a type of hate crime. 
and this was all in hopes of gaining vodka vultures some new listeners. What's worse, a hate crime or an act of terrorism? In Holden's case, his crimes seem to incorporate aspects of both. Like I said earlier, due to his posts on social media bragging about his acts of arson, combined with the evidence found at the sites of the churches, the cops were quick to arrest Matthews. On April 10th, 2019, just six days after the last church burning, Matthews was taken into custody and charged with three counts of arson, as well as some other charges that we'll get into in a second. As an interesting side note, Holden's own father happens to be a sheriff's deputy in that very parish, so I'm sure that was extremely awkward for the father. In February 2020, Holden Matthews pled guilty to three charges of arson and a hate crime under the 1996 Church Arson Prevention Act, as well as one count of using fire to commit a felony. Want to guess what that kind of rap sheet gets you in Louisiana? Well... The maximum sentence would have been 70 years. That's seven zero years. A really, really long time, if you ask me. The prosecutors in this particular case wanted a minimum sentence of 30 years. But at the end of the day, Matthews was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Once he gets out, he will be required to attend mental health and substance abuse prevention programs, in addition to being registered as an arsonist. In addition to serving time in prison, he also has to pay for the damages he caused to the three churches, the total cost coming out to over $2.5 million. When Matthews went on his arson spree in the spring of 2019, he also ignited fear amongst the Christian community in St. Landry Parish, especially the African-American Baptist communities who were concerned that they were being targeted by white supremacists. These were clearly acts of terrorism, even if the goal was something as idiotic as bringing attention to an unknown band. What a joke. I'll admit, at first I felt kind of bad for this guy. I mean, I thought he was just really stupid and maybe hadn't fully thought through the ramifications of his actions. Let's be real, 25 years in prison is still a really, really long time. But as I did more research on this story, and I started reading excerpts of the text message correspondence between him and his friends, where he proudly recounted his crimes, I realized that he's kind of a shitty dude. He sought attention for his immoral deeds and bragged about fellow black metal fans he'd met online congratulating him for his actions. Before being arrested, he took a casual and tongue-in-cheek tone when discussing his arson spree with his friends over the internet. Let's just say that it's in poor taste, in my opinion. The governor of Louisiana, John Bell Edwards, stated that the fires were, quote, especially painful because it reminds us of a very dark past of intimidation and fear. Regardless of the reasoning behind his crimes, Holden Matthews created a state of panic and fear in his community that won't soon be forgotten. Now 23 years old, Holden Matthews will be in prison until he is in his 40s. Do you think that this punishment fits the crime? I'd love to know. 
I'm on Twitter at HH Keegan, and our Facebook group is called Down Home Fear Podcast. So feel free to drop by and let me know what your thoughts are. As for Vodka Vultures, they've never actually released any music. All of this needless violence was for a band that hasn't released a single song. Maybe this world really is going to hell. But in other news, I've got a quick little story from Southern Texas that I thought I'd let you know about. The story involves a witch that takes the form of an owl. This is the legend of La Lechuza. Let's say it's late one night in southern Texas. You've been out to your favorite local bar with some friends, and now you're walking home by yourself. Maybe you decide to take a shortcut through a back alley. When suddenly, a demonic owl descends upon you and carries you off into the night with its razor-sharp talons. Meet La Lechusa, the ancient spirit of a witch who takes the form of an owl and preys on unsuspecting people, especially unsuspecting drunk people, as they walk home at night. In some variations of the legend, she mimics the cries of a baby to lure unsuspecting victims, intoxicated or otherwise, toward the darkest of alleys and side streets, at which point she swoops down and carries them off. La Lechusa simply translates to the owl, and there are many variations of this legend. In one version, the witch transforms into a massive owl with a 15-foot wingspan and the face of a crazed woman with glowing red eyes. Other versions say that she just appears as a small-sized owl, but still with the face of a woman. And, you know, an owl is not supposed to have the face of a woman, so it's pretty weird either way you look at it. But why is La Luchusa said to primarily prey on drunk people? Why can't she just let people have a fun night without killing them? In a modern version of the legend, it's said that La Luchusa is not the ghost of an evil witch, but rather the spirit of a grieving woman whose children were killed by a drunk driver. And eventually, after passing away herself, she was left to haunt the streets years later, looking for inebriated people to seek vengeance on. The story of La Luchusa seems to be an allegory for living righteously. You know how they say the boogeyman preys on children who don't listen to their parents? La Luchusa may be the equivalent of that, but for people who like to have too many drinks before heading home at night. I've got a couple of hot takes for you. Number one, music should be arson-free. Number two, drunk people should be able to walk home at night unscathed. Holden Matthews will have the next 25 years to think about his actions and decide whether they were worth it at the end of the day. As a musician myself, I've done some stupid and embarrassing things to try to promote my work, but so far, promotional arson hasn't crossed my mind. Do you have thoughts or feedback for this show? Do you have a story that you'd like to share? Again, I'm on Twitter at HH Keegan, and the Facebook group is Down Home Fear Podcast, 
If you're interested in joining the Facebook group, just send an invite request and I will approve you and you can join in, uh, and you can join in on our conversations and discussions. Also, my personal website is hhkegan.com if you'd like to view my full portfolio of works. Please note that this show has technically been running for like four years, so the contact information has changed over time. The dedicated DHF website is no longer active. We also don't have a Patreon page anymore, etc., etc. Bear with me as I figure out how to continue these administrative items, and uh, we'll go from there. (laughs) I'm Hunter Keegan. This was episode 33 of Down Home Fear. Thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm.